Hey everyone, welcome to our online service here at the Gathering Church. I'm Garth Lino. It's my privilege to welcome you today. Thanks for joining us. Would you take your Bible or your Bible app now and turn to Psalm 32? We are a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-preaching church, and so we think it's important for you to have the Scriptures open before you as we talk about Psalm 32 today. On a cold winter day in 2013, André Cazenier died in Paris at the age of 86. The French-born inventor was only uh, in his early 30s when he created a device, a plastic device, with a glass screen on top on which children could draw by using two little knobs in the bottom left and right-hand corners. And then by turning the device upside down and shaking it, the little black images would magically disappear. Etch-a-Sketch was distributed in Canada beginning in 1960. How many of you remember Etch-a-Sketch? How many of you had an Etch-a-Sketch? Yeah, quite a few people, I'm sure. More than 100 million Etch-a-Sketch machines have been sold in North America, making it one of the top 100 toys of the 20th century. Like Etch-a-Sketch, sin makes its mark on the screen of our lives. The evidence of our disobedience is indisputable and it's not a pretty picture but when we trust in the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ it's as if he turns our lives upside down and gives it a shake and erases our sin and 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 makes us new creations in him through our faith and our trust in him Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 says in him in Jesus we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. And now as we turn to Psalm 32, we will see that the road which leads to forgiveness of sin is often paved with predictable encounters of the human soul. For example, we often encounter the silence of conviction. Verses 1 to 4 of Psalm 32, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered, Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. These, these verses recount a time when David was, was silent about his sin, when he when he refused to confess his sin to God. But the only way to be truly happy is to be forgiven. And the only way you can be forgiven is to confess your sin. And in order to confess your sin, you have to talk to God. So if you keep silent, your, your strength and energy vanish. It, it feels like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders day and night, night and day, and your strength just evaporates uh, like water evaporates in the heat of summer. However, I've discovered by a very, in a very personal way that, that the loss of energy and, and the loss of power that he speaks about in verses 3 and 4, that's actually a gospel mercy from God. It really is. When, when you experience that, it's, it's God's mercy at work. The heavy hand of God falls upon us when we're living with unconfessed sin to help us 
come to the place of surrender and yielding to God and seeking his forgiveness through confession, that's grace at work. That's God at work in your life, wooing you and convincing you to come back. Pastor Steve Brown tells a story about counseling a woman who had actually been unfaithful to her husband like 20 years ago. For years, the sin had haunted her. Pastor Steve was the first person that she ever told about it. After they talked and prayed for a long time, the pastor urged her to tell her husband about this incident. Well, it wasn't easy for her, but she promised her pastor, and, and she, but she said to him, uh, Pastor, I will tell my husband because I trust you and I respect you, but if my marriage falls apart as a result, I want you to know that I'm going to blame you. And she wasn't smiling when she said that. Steve said, I saw her the next day, and honestly, she looked 15 years younger. What happened? I asked. And she said, when I told my husband... He replied that he had known about the incident for 20 years and he was just waiting for me to tell him about it so he could tell me how much he loved me. And then she started to laugh. He forgave me 20 years ago and I've been carrying this burden around all that time. Friends, if you keep silent about your sin, you'll pay a very heavy price. If you've been silent about your sin, it's time to confess. It's time to, to make it known to God. The silence of, of conviction is too great to bear. And, and He's waiting to hear from you. I know that from 1 John 4.10, which says that God loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. And then we have another verse over in Romans 5.8, which says God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, even when we were silent about our sins, even when we were reluctant to talk to God, Christ died for us. So you see, only the sacrifice of Jesus can take away your sin. And once you know that, it takes away the desire to be silent also. The second encounter of the human soul on the road to forgiveness is often the sob of confession. The sob of confession. Verse 5, David says, I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. And of course, the New Testament reinforces this idea with uh, another one of our favorite verses, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, just, just face the fact today that you will never outgrow your need for grace. No matter how, how much you learn or how mature you become, you will never outgrow your need for God's grace. The way to begin to celebrate the grace that God has given to you every day is by admitting how much you need it. That's the place to start celebrating. Just admit that you need God's grace. There was once an Anglican archbishop who was hearing confession of sin from three hardened teenagers in his church. All three boys were trying to make a, a joke out of confessing their sins. And so they went to the archbishop with a long list of, of grievous and ridiculous sins that they had made up, which 
they had not committed. They thought it was all a joke. Well, <laughs> the archbishop saw through their bad practical joke, and, and he played along with the first two boys as they uh, ran out of the church laughing. The third boy, however, he, he listened very carefully to the third boy, and before he could bolt for the door, the archbishop said, okay, now there's something I want you to do. I want you to walk to the other end of the church where that, there's a picture of Jesus hanging on the cross. And I want, to, I want you to walk up to that picture, and I want you to look at that picture, and I want you to say out loud, you did all this for me, but I don't care. And I want you to say it three times. So the boy walked to the other end of the church and stood underneath the picture of Jesus hanging on the cross, and he said, you did all this for me, and I don't care. And then he said a second time, you did all this for me, and, and I don't care. But when he went to say it a third time, couldn't do it. Broke down sobbing. The archbishop said, the reason I know that story is true, because I was that young man. You see, there's something about the cross. There's something about Jesus on the cross. There's something about the shed blood of Jesus on the cross that makes us sob in confession of our sin. It, it makes our hearts sob with confession. When we understand, when we realize, when we appreciate, when we come to an understanding of, of, the, of the very heavy price that Jesus paid for our forgiveness. It makes us sob. David said, I will, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. I will not cover up my iniquity. I will not be silent any longer. I will confess and God will forgive. Anyone, anyone here today have something they need to confess? Hmm? Don't be silent. Jesus is waiting for you. The road that leads to the forgiveness of sin is often paved with predictable encounters of the human soul. And the sob of confession then leads to the song of cleansing for David. Pick that up in verse 7, Psalm 32, verse 7. You are my hiding place, he says to God. You will protect me from trouble, and you will surround me with songs of deliverance. Those who have experienced the sovereign grace of God in salvation, those who have experienced the forgiveness of sin through the shed blood of Jesus, oh, they are surrounded by God's songs of deliverance, and they themselves have so much to sing about, right? We have so much to sing about. Knowing that we're forgiven and that God's grace is available leads us to songs, sing songs of deliverance. Yes, they do. The, the, the psalm is steadily increasing in tempo and cadence, and there's a sense of excitement in the air. The Lord is our hiding place. He will protect us from trouble, and He has surrounded us with songs of deliverance. Praise God. And one of my favorite songs that we sing here at the gathering is called Singing in the Victory, written by our friends at Austin Stone Church, and it goes like this. I'm singing in the victory. 
the victory of the cross. I'm resting in the shadow of your redeeming love. And we can sing songs of cleansing. We can sing songs of healing and victory only because of the cross of Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. I said just a moment ago that the road that leads to forgiveness for sin is often paved with predictable encounters of the human soul. The silence of conviction, the sob of confession, the song of cleansing, and also the shout of confidence. During his months of disobedience and deceit, David actually lost his confidence and his conviction. He, he, he was afraid because he knew that he was outside of the will of God, and that always is discombobulating, isn't it? When you know that you've stepped out of the will of God, when you know that you're living in a, in a, in a, in a, in a sinful condition, it's scary. But we have confidence with God only when we walk in the light of God's word and in the light of God's forgiveness. And once David stepped back into the light, once he, he experienced the forgiveness of God again, then his confidence returned along with his passion. For one thing, he was confident of God's guidance. Confident of God's guidance. Let's look at verses 8 and 9 where God is speaking to David and he says... I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go, David. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with a bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. If we respond to the guidance and direction provided for us in the Word of God, then the Spirit of God will continue to, to counsel us and, and guide us every step of the way. That's a promise. But if we resist and we're stubborn like a horse or a mule that wants to go its own way, then God may correct us or chastise us with some severe measures, like the bit and bridle, poetically speaking. David was also confident of God's grace. Here we want to look at verse 10. Psalm 32, verse 10. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but... Here's grace. Steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. So because David was trusting in the Lord, he knew, he knew that God's steadfast love would surround him. So he, he's very confident of God's grace at this point, And you can be confident of the same thing. Look at verse 11. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice and shout for joy all you upright in heart. So, so the, the shout of confidence, the, the shout of confidence bursts forth from David's lungs the moment that he realizes that he's forgiven again. And so we're right back where we started. We're right back at, at Psalm 32, verse 1. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity. So, so the, the beginning and the end of the psalm Exalt the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the one who grants forgiveness through his blood, and, and, and he, he offers that forgiveness to all who come with conviction and confess their sin and receive the cleansing uh, that he provides. Shout for joy? Amen. Shout for joy. And yes, the wages of sin is death, Romans 6, 
23, but, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, yes, shout for joy. It's a free gift. Comes by grace through the precious blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Shout for joy. <laughs> Usually at Easter, Pathway Church in Wichita, Kansas, spends a lot of money on advertising for their Easter services. But two years ago, the church decided that they wanted to use their Easter advertising budget plus their benevolence fund to pay off medical debt for a, a, a number of people. As you know, people in the United States can uh, easily rack up a large uh, medical debt uh, because if they don't have insurance, uh, they may end up with a bill that's tens of thousands or hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, the church paid the debt through a nonprofit organization called RIP Medical, R-I-P, Rest in Peace Medical. That nonprofit apparently buys up medical debt in the United States a penny to the dollar. And then they look for businesses or people or, or churches that will help them pay off that debt. The church ended up spending about $22,000 in order to clear, get this, $2.2 million of medical debt for 1,600 people. I mean, can you imagine being one of those 1,600 people? Uh, you imagine what, what they felt like when, when they received a letter that said all of their medical debt had been paid by a bunch of Jesus people? <laughs> I mean, really? All of a sudden, all this debt, all this debt that had been hanging over their heads is, is completely gone. It's completely forgiven. It's, 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 it's paid in full. Shout for joy? Huh, I guess. Shout for joy. And that's exactly what God wants you and me to feel every day. Shout for joy. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice because, because your debt has been fully paid through the precious blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. Your debt, your debt of sin has been fully paid by Jesus. Praise God. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, oh, on some days we feel swamped we feel surrounded, we feel overwhelmed. And maybe today is a day just like that for some of the people who are listening to this service. Hard storylines, difficult people, the devil's lies, vocational pressures, aging parents, all over the map kids. Combined, these things can, can feel like a small army coming against us. Oh, Lord, would you please open our eyes to see your hand and your heart all around us. Heaven's throne occupied, sovereignty happening, angels working, grace all around. Help us to see all of that, Lord. Open our eyes so that we can see this. Especially let us see Jesus, for he's greater than all our sin. He's greater than all of our troubles, greater than all of our mistakes. Our vulnerability and, and weakness and sin gives us a chance to rely on you right now. And so we come to the altar of love and grace again today. And I pray that we will sense your presence and your power to forgive sin, heal our hearts, restore our lives. For we pray all of this in the tender and merciful name of Jesus. Amen.